Hi guys, Ash here from the Goodness of Blues and thanks for tuning in to the latest episode. I won't keep you too long. I always say that and then I go on on a bit of a rant for about three weeks. Um, just having a quick look back on last Monday's game, the 2-2 against Leicester. Very hard. Like even the guys will tell you um, I was losing my will to live in that game. You know, the joy of going ahead through Calvert-Lewin, the ultimate price of watching Alex Awobi just giving the ball straight to them, and then the likes of um, Jamie Vardy leaving Michael Keane for dead, pretty much had time to stop off, grab a sandwich in a cafe and still get up there and score. Um, it didn't work out for him in the end because he tried to be the smart fecker and do an L chip uh, to get the goal where he, he could have easily have won that game and really eased Leicester's fears by doing the easy thing and just slotting the ball, making it 3-1. But obviously then the penalty, um, a brilliant save. It wasn't the best penalty in the world, let's say, by Madison, but he still had to be in the right, in the right place at the right time and saves it. And then Awobi, to some extent, makes amends by getting the equaliser. But the way we started that game... The, the the crowd that we're in matters on Monday night. We couldn't believe the start that we had that game. We were really like the none of us were off not saying they were off for the game, but you could see and you know, we were just scared shitless as the game kicked off. And but the, the just it was amazing for for that penalty for the Cavaloon. Hopefully that that's you know kicks him right into gear. And he continues to that till the, for the last four games of the season. It's going to be very hard for him to do so in the games that we have coming up. Um, so the, the, some point, you know, you look at the the table that was changing as the game went on. Seeing Leicester with the two with the, the draw, you know, in 16th place, and then obviously we had obviously taken the lead. The way that had changed, and then it was chopping and changing. That was even putting us in a, a bad enough spot because we knew then with the 2-2, two, two, we we're still where we are with uh, four points ahead of Southampton. And when you think about it, the next game we have, of course, is against Brighton, a very, very difficult game. They've just recently a 90-something minute winner against Manchester United, so they're getting a bit of revenge on them from the, the FA Cup penalty shootout. We then have massive games that some fans will say you shouldn't be watching other games. But to be fair, I've said this before, other games that may dictate how this league, the, the relegation battle finishes. So obviously on Saturday, we have the big game, uh, Manchester City beating, hopefully beating, should I say, Leeds United. Obviously Leeds with Big Sam, not the news you want to hear because you know you get the new manager bounce. All we can hope is that his leads are in that bad a frame of mind that no manager bounce is going to help them. Obviously, Manchester City are still chasing that title, so they're not going to want to relinquish it. So we have to hope there's a win there for them. Then on Monday, the, the same gates. I don't know if it's the same time that we're playing um, Brighton. We have Nottingham Forest facing the bottom team, Southampton. Very hard to say what you want there. If push comes to shove, I suppose you're going to have to say you have to go for a Southampton win there and hope to hell that we get a win against Brighton because obviously then there'll only be a point behind us. And then I think, it, it, I'm trying to think who else is playing. Uh, Fulham are playing uh, Leicester. So 
it's really all to play. It's and we have to, we do have to be watching those games and our own to see what the hell's going on. Because if we go on odds, the next two games, Brighton and City, you don't. If you're truthfully honest with yourselves, we're not going to get anything from those games. We'll be lucky. Some people are saying if we can take a point from those two games, they're kind of hoping that Wolves will take their kind of their their slippers are on. And the same with Bournemouth. That means then that you're possibly getting... They're thinking, okay, out of these four games, five points is what's required. So they're thinking of three points in the... Uh, draw uh, Draws in the next three games and then beating Bournemouth on the last game game of the season. Like, if I had a crystal ball and that happens and you survive, that's fine. But I don't really fancy going into the final game of the season. Not only getting us uh, hoping that we get a win but going with other results going the way as well it's just really really hard watching and as I said I was losing my will to live screaming and shouting at the TV and there was even a girl in there who uh, says she was a cop by she's obviously visiting one of the the bar staff she knew them she was she's working in another bar and we were slaying her off and we were having jokes with her and when I was shouting at the TV, she's like, you do know they can't hear you. And I was like, oh, Jesus, get out of the bar. Um, but yeah, just that miss then by Dominic Carvert-Lewin. I was screaming at the TV that my granny would have scored that and somebody else's granny would have scored that. And the language that was used was quite abrupt, as you can imagine. I do wear my heart on my sleeve when it comes to Everton Football Club, and especially in those kind of games. So I do apologise when the language was a, was a bit much for for those in attendance. Well, I wasn't the only one. Um, so that brings us to our game against Brighton. Oh, just to finish up on that game, um, I was quite abrupt as well, as was I was calling it the attack. But I don't know, I can't think of the player's name, the Leicester player that basically took out... Uh, Seamus Coleman, and at the time we were all more or less saying he's ended his career, and we'll never see. Never mind in an Everton shirt again, but we never see. Even if he got a transfer at the end of the season, uh, I don't believe we'll, we'll see. You know that was a, the, the, we all felt that's it. That's his career over. The leg was completely gone the other way, and we didn't know whether it was a broken leg or whether it was an ACL. But the one thing I will say about Seamus Coleman, even though he was on that stretcher, I think nearly a couple of times he nearly fell off because the thumbs are up and he was waving on to the players and to the fans to keep going and keep going and keep going. So even with a possible, at the time, a broken leg or ACL, he was giving more fight on that pitch than what most of these players have shown all season. So all we can say is we wish you the best of recuperating. Um, and I, as I said, we don't believe he'll be back uh, for this season. So hopefully that wasn't his final Premier League game. Um, I do believe that even at 34, he deserves another contract. And hopefully he will. Because he could be a very, very important player to us in the potential championship next season. Um, and again, that tackle, as far as I know, I, again, I'm sta- I would be open to be stand corrected. I don't believe... VAR looked at it, maybe they did, and uh, I was just so amazed that, you know, there was no straight red given, I be- I believe it was a, a worse tackle, others are saying it wasn't as bad as what was foreseen, but as far as I could see, it, would, that was re- it was a really, really late tackle, and if that was the other end, uh, uh, sorry, for the other team, a guarantee, one, you know, that was, that was Ben Godfrey or Mason Holgate, 
doing that tackle i guarantee it would have been a straight red so bringing us to brighton's game on monday strange one a monday game at 5 30 kickoff very very strange um sean dice has had his press conference and more or less you know he said you know Seamus Coleman as I said earlier he's you know he doesn't believe we're going to see him uh, for the rest of the season Dominic Cavalloon has come through it okay um, but he starts he has decisions to make and I swear to god I will lose my mind before kickoff if I see Michael Keane in that starting lineup again I said it last week for the, for that game against Leicester we should have had Yerdy Mina in there Don one of our members was saying like are you mad no he get injured but like even if it's a case of he stops the goals from coming in and he has chances at the other end to score even if it's just for one game but let's if we can just get a win in any of these games and he is a part of it so be it it looks like he's gone at the end of the season anyway he's not going to get a new contract so he's going to be gone on a free anyway so you may as well let him go out with a bang and let him get a couple of games on the pitch, get some suitors. I'm not going to say they're going to come in and buy him for, for any amount of money. Cost a lot because they're going to get him for free. But at least get him some suitors that might get him when he's gone to get him off the wage books. Because that's obviously very, very important. Which the wage cap is there in the championship if the worst comes to the worst. But if he puts Michael Keane there, I swear to God. He also, if he doesn't put anybody but... Nathan Patterson in that right back position I'll absolutely have a, a, a scream day and it's it's like when you think about with the Leicester game there was no substitutes made with the exception of that fourth one for Seamus Coleman he has got to stop with this messing around the players were off there like there was plenty of effort was given against that Leicester game and we can do the same against Brighton and hold them if it comes to the time that there are players getting tired. Yes, we know the bench is not the most brilliant in the world, but the time comes where players are on their ass. He has got to change it, not to just keep going the way we're going. Because obviously, well, we can't have players exhausted going into the game then again, City. We just can't. He's going to have to mix it up, win, lose or draw in the game against Brighton. Um. So for me, the starting lineup would obviously was going to be uh, Jordan Pickford in goal, Mikelenko left back. It's got to be again. From I'm going to say this like I did last week. It's got to be James Tarkowski, and if it's not going to be Yerry Mina, then he's got to bring in Connor Cody in there. Like Connor Cody has to be wondering what the hell he's done wrong to deserve not being there. Um, then obviously right back has got to be Nathan Patterson. You know, if you have a right back there in the pitch, play him. End of end of story. Stop making. You know, excuses trying to play, play, uh, centre backs out of position for one thing, and centre backs who are not in any kind of form. Uh, you're just asking for trouble. And Brighton, they're scoring goals for fun. They're really enjoying it, and they're really up for still trying to get European qualification. So this game is just as important to them as it is to us. So we're fighting on two different angles into midfield. Will I bring Onana back into this? Maybe I would. Um, I'm not saying Garner was bad, but maybe I'll bring Onana back into this one. We're addressing Garner Gay uh, and Decore. Decore needs to get back in. It's not like he was injured uh, when he got the the red card. He uh, he needs to step back in now for these remaining games, get himself back into it. Uh, then what do you do then with the front three? You know, some people are really crying for Alex Awobi, but he he fluffs the chances. He creates the chances, 
But yeah, he still got the goal that the equalizer against Leicester. So some people will, you know, say he can't, you know, you can't take him out of the side. But if you play him on that right hand side, maybe you're losing something in trying to create uh, efforts for Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, so it's a real difficult one for me. Uh, I McNeil definitely one of the hardest trying players we have in the squad at the moment. With Dominic Cavalu in the centre, and I'll I'll stick with Alex Awobi for the moment. But if it's just not working out, and if he makes that one damn slightest mistake, he has got to come out, and the Marley Gray or you know somebody else has got to come in or make a change to the formation. Um, hands on heart, I believe we'll be beaten, um, and if we're not careful, beaten badly, uh, and that's not going to do our, you know the. The feelings, it's not gonna do us it's not gonna do us any good. We'd be having more heartache. But I think if I can get a one one out of this I think we'll have to go for a win, of course. I think it is a must win game. But if we can get a one one out of this I'll be I'll be happy enough. But I just have to have this funny feeling that we're going to make a mess of things. Just we just have to pray and hope that uh, Brighton are on a very bad day, that the, the seagulls don't come out of the traps. And we do a job on them going into the game then against City. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Like I said, it was only supposed to be a quick one. It's like I'm already nearly 14 minutes into it. Uh, game on Monday, guys. We'll see you in Mackers on Eden Key, home of Goodness and Blues Supporters Club Ireland. And yeah, 5.30 kickoff. Let's get in there again. Let's support the boys in the Royal Blue jersey and let's see what happens. As the old saying goes, we go again. Till then. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. We'll talk to you on Monday. Good luck.